Divine Shepherd Lutheran Church and School in Blackhawk, South Dakota, is happy to share God's Word preached for you by Pastor Randy Sturzenbecker. We pray that you will rejoice in Christ crucified and resurrected for you. The waters of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and the forgiveness of sins, all for you, from Jesus. The Old Testament reading for today is from the book of Genesis, chapter 32. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children, and he crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and everything else that he had, and Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of his joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not go, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. This is the word of the Lord. If you please join me in reciting the catechetical review found in the center of your bulletin. The third petition. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does this mean? The good and gracious will of God is done even without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may be done among us also. How is God's will done? God's will is done when he breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hallow God's name or let his kingdom come. And when he strengthens and keeps us firm in his word and faith until we die, this is his good and gracious will. The epistle reading for this morning is from Romans chapter 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 15th chapter. When Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon, And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. 
My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the gospel of our Lord. Have you ever been held accountable to a promise you made? Maybe your son or daughter or maybe your spouse was going to school and not doing so well, so you made a promise. If you get your grades up, if you make the honor roll or the dean's list, we'll go to that sports team game that you really want to go to. Or maybe we'll take the weekend and go to Denver and, and take up all kinds of great things there. You make a promise to them because you want them to succeed. You want them to do well. And maybe during that time when they're struggling a little bit, you have to remind them a little, uh, a little bit less YouTube, a little yet let less Xbox, a little more time in the books to help them do what they want to do. You want them to succeed. You want to give them the gifts so they will succeed. That's really the heart of both the Old Testament lesson and the gospel lesson for today. We make promises because we want those that we love to succeed. And God has done the same for us. In the Old Testament lesson for today, we see a story of Jacob. If you remember him from the Old Testament, he was no angel. Jacob stole his brother's birthright. Jacob lied to his father, deceived him. And then because his brother was really mad at him, so mad at him that he vowed to kill him, Jacob took off, left, fled. In years and years he was away from home. And now Jacob decides that he's coming back. He decides he's going to come back home again. And as Jacob is getting ready to do that, the night before he'll meet his brother, who he assumes is still trying to kill him, Jacob wrestles with a man. Now this is not a metaphor for Jacob didn't sleep and he was worried about what was going on. This was a wrestling match all night long. Jacob wrestling with his adversary, grappling back and forth, trying to get the one down, trying to get up from what the other one was doing. This was a very real wrestling match. And we know that the man that Jacob was wrestling with was the pre-incarnate Jesus wrestling with him there that night. All night long this goes on without a clear winner. And then as we near the dawn, Jesus touches Jacob's hip and puts it out of joint, causing him not to be able to function as he will. And Jacob does not, does not give in. He, he holds the man. He says, I will not let you go unless you or until you bless me. And Jesus did. He blessed him. He blessed him again with the promise that he had already made to Jacob. 
Behold, I am with you, and I will keep you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until you have done what I have promised you. You see, God had made that promise to Jacob. He had made the same promise to his grandfather, Abraham, and Jacob needed that promise as he went forward the next day. Jacob would go, and he would meet his brother. He knew the promises of God. He knew the reality of his situation. And I'm sure that Jacob wrestled with questions like, Yes, Lord, I know the promises you have made for me, but what about Esau's hate? Lord, I know the promises that you have made for me, but what about the fact that I deceived my father and I stole the birthright away from my brother? What about his great army that's waiting there as we go to meet him? Every time we're faced with our own sin, with our own failures, every time we're faced with security of our financial future, every time we're faced with our own safety or the safety of our loved ones and our family, we're tempted to follow our own instincts. We're tempted to make our own plan, to find our own way, to find our own way out of the problems that we've gotten ourselves into. Jacob wrestled with Jesus, and he would not let him go until he received a blessing. Jacob didn't let his fear control him. He didn't let the wisdom of the world guide him. He didn't run away from the situation. Jacob had faith in the promise that God made to him. And God kept his promise. The reunion between these two rival brothers was joyful. Esau saw his brother come and he ran to him and he embraced him and he kissed him. It sounds very similar to a story, a parable that Jesus tells where the prodigal son ran away from his loving father and then when he came home the father was waiting there joyfully bringing him back restoring him into the family again the story of Jacob and Esau is the same story of us confessing our sins and having our father restore us and remind us that we're loved and restored again into his family because of the promises that he's made to us. People are always asking, what does faith look like? We want a definition. We want to see if what we're doing is faith. And most of the time, the answers that we come up with about faith are directed outwardly. Most of the time, we look at faith as doing something. Faith is acting. Faith is helping. Faith is serving. Well, dear saints, faith is first and foremost receiving the promises that God has given to us. The gospel reading for today is a great example of that. This Canaanite woman cries out to Jesus a prayer because her daughter is possessed with a demon. She wants Jesus to heal her daughter. It seems that Jesus is turning his back on her. He doesn't even answer her when she begs him. He says to the disciples, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It sounds like a very sterile and academic answer. She continues to wrestle with Jesus. She doesn't stop holding him accountable to the promises that he's made. 
She kneels before him and she begs him again, Lord, help me. And Jesus seems to insult her. It's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She continues wrestling with Jesus in his answers. The worried mother does not storm off mad and offended by what Jesus said. She doesn't try to argue Jesus into keeping his promise. She simply, excuse me, she simply trusts in the promises that Jesus is going to be gracious, that he's going to be merciful, that he's going to show his compassion as he has in all of the miracles that she knows of. The woman says to Jesus, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. She isn't trying to elevate her need above anybody else's. She's simply by faith holding the promise that she knows from Jesus. In both cases, we see what faith does. First and foremost, faith always receives. It believes the promises that God has made. Jacob believed what God promised to his grandfather and also to him, that he would be with him and he would restore him back to the land. The Canaanite woman believed what she had heard and seen in Jesus, that he has compassion on the crowds, that he heals, that he gives the peace that only he can give. In both accounts, as they wrestled with God, Jesus lets himself be caught in his own promises so that he can graciously give us his gifts. The question that always comes to mind when we think about Jacob wrestling with God is, really? That Jacob was stronger than the eternal and omnipotent God and he could hold him there all night? No, not really. God wanted to be caught. Jesus wanted to give his gifts, so he struggled. He let Jacob struggle and wrestle with him so that Jesus could be caught and give him his promises. We all wrestle with God, and we do it quite regularly. We call this prayer. Most of the time, the prayers take the shape of, of petitioning God, asking God, begging God to do the things that we need him to do. Long sleepless nights wrestling with the guilt of my past and the pain that I've caused others or maybe that they've caused me. We can't sleep. We wrestle with God time and time again. But listen to the promise that God makes to you in your struggle. Come now. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall become white like wool. Faith freely receives the promises made by God and given to you. Faith doesn't make excuses for sin. It looks at sin. It confesses it. It trusts in the promise. I did this, no one else, I am deserving of condemnation, and that faith trusts that God will be merciful, that God will keep his promise, that God will give you the gifts that Jesus won for you on the cross with his own blood. Faith trusts that the promise of Jesus is completely given to me, that I am forgiven for my past, 
for my present, for the sins of my future. Faith lives in forgiveness, and faith refuses to carry around the past that Jesus has already forgiven. Faith prays, and it wrestles with God. Faith prays and wrestles with God about our loved ones who maybe aren't as close to him as we hoped they would be. As faith clings to the promises of God made when he claimed them in, the, in holy baptism, faith hopes, not with a, a hope of maybe something will happen, but a hope that's firmly grounded in the confidence of what Jesus says. One of the promises that we have when we think about our, our loved ones who maybe aren't where they need to be shows up in the 23rd Psalm. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But a little bit better translation is this. Surely goodness and mercy shall pursue me all the days of my life. You see, dear saints, the promises of baptism are not void when somebody goes wandering. The mercy and love of Jesus pursues us. We wrestle with God to keep his promise to pursue those he has claimed in baptism. And he continues to wrestle with them that they might receive his promises, live in his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness. There's so much wrestling going on today in our world because of anxiety and fear. It tries to trap us. Anxiety tries to paralyze us. Anxiety and fear together try to convince us that God is not listening and he cannot do anything about your situation. But listen to the promise that God makes to you in Isaiah 41. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Have you ever thought about the fact that Jesus himself wrestled with God in prayer? It was hours before he was betrayed. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane praying with his disciples, and he says to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me, and I'm going a little farther. And he fell on his, on his face, and he prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus was wrestling with the very will of God his Father. He was wrestling with his imminent arrest and beating and crucifixion and death. And even in the midst of the wrestling, he trusted in God's promise. A promise not made for him, but a promise made for us. That through Jesus' death, we would be forgiven. That through Jesus' death, we would have the peace that God gives to us. As Jesus wrestled with all of these things, he rested in the promises that God has made to us. And because of his great love for us, he gave his life that we might have those promises. We see that promise. It isn't just a promise before the, res or before the crucifixion. It's a promise that's given to us this morning. Jesus with his disciples. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. 
And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. You see, Jesus trusted in God's promises, and he gives that promise now to us, that this right here, his body and blood for us, the eating and drinking, for the strengthening of our faith, so that we might see God's promises and believe them no matter what the circumstances of our life. Yes, dear saints, faith that is grounded in Christ alone will always wrestle with the promises of God. That's because of our sinful flesh in the world that we live in. But as you wrestle, receive the gifts that God has for you. Receive his word. Receive his sacrament of body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins and the strengthening of your faith that you might wrestle but always receive the gifts that God gives to you of peace and the promise that he is with you in every struggle, in every trial, and in everything you wrestle with. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now may the peace that passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.